0: Reggie Ponders here. He is the real critic and our senior film correspondent. He joins us every Friday to tell us what's winning at the box office and what we can win, you know, theoretically, from uh, going to the movies this weekend. Reggie Ponder, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I
1: am happy to be here. Happy to be here. We are going to talk about the Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, number one movie. uh, Again.
0: Again. For two
1: weeks in a row. I told you guys last week that I thought this movie would make uh, twenty, about twenty million. Uh, and the the estimates were under twenty million. It like made total, 20, yeah, the, for, or just for the week? For, for the weekend. Okay, okay, okay. And it made about twenty five million. It the decrease, of for the. Uh, opening weekend mm-hmm. was like two percent. What? That's wild. Two percent decrease. I, I, I'm taking Donna. She hasn't seen it, so we're definitely going to see it this this weekend. So Crazy Rich Asians, another twenty five million at the box office. Made uh, a total is right now at seventy six million dollars uh, uh, in in the U S. And my question is, will this one play well overseas? Right now, it's they haven't really put it overseas. Uh, in the places that I would be looking for, like China, uh, it, it did play in Hong Kong. It, oh, China and Hong Kong is, is, is not in those places. So not just I, yet. Yeah, so I I'd, I'd be very curious, curious if this plays uh uh really well in uh plays really well overseas. The next uh movie was The Meg. This is a movie that just didn't impress me, but Is that every- the
0: Jason Statham shark yes, movie? Yes, but
1: everybody it's I my mean, favorite sentence. people really like people really like this movie. Cuz Jason
0: uh, Statham's what the entire time it, okay. <laughs> That's
1: worth $13 he did that. Right okay. There. Wow. 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 People, Shirtless and <laughs> people really like this one. It cost 130 million to make. So far to date, it's made 105 million uh, here in the United States, and then internationally, it's made another 300 million dollars internationally. So this movie has done really well. We will probably you know, see the Meg two. Yeah, why it, it, am it, I
0: surprised? We're on Sharknado six right now. Right.
1: <laughs> right, right. We will probably see the Meg two. So uh, a move over, you know, Shark Week because of the Meg <laughs> is, is 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 there. Uh, the Happy Time Murders. Uh, I, we were to, we were trying to figure out how many people would go see it. Where would this fit? You're really talking about Jim Henson puppets uh, and um, and murders. Yeah. R- really? And is, it's a comedy. It, 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 <laughs> is is that gonna is that gonna work? Uh, it costs forty million to make. They almost uh, got ten million at the box office. So we'll, we'll see. Why
2: does a movie with puppets cost so much to make? Felt. <laughs> There's a Joanne's eyes. fabric by me. Googly eyes. <laughs> you just go get some felt. And, the and,
0: puppets and, don't puppet themselves. Well,
2: I know that, <laughs> but they're also not A list actors.
0: We don't know that. <laughs>
2: There's Tom G- Hanks, Leonardo
0: DiCaprio, just working <laughs> one of those.
2: <laughs> Fine, and, and those are really the
1: the big things at the box office.
2: Reggie, what do you think this movie is going to do? Crazy Rich Asians uh, overseas, especially in some of the Asian markets. I asked because this is essentially an American take on Asian culture.
1: Yeah, well, but but well, well what they do is that they 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 they. Go back to China. I mean, they're in Singapore. Uh, so the the majority of the story doesn't happen in America. And so the, the rift or the – not the rift, but the conflict is between are you a real American – a real Asian if you're in America – And I think that that story resonates uh, throughout the world for all folks, Uh, for my Latino friends, for my uh, African-American friends, as to whether we fit in in our in our native, quote unquote, uh, countries. So I think that the story is universal. It'll be interesting if... um, is rejected because it does come from an American viewpoint, right. if, if you will. So it'll be very, very interesting. I hope it does extremely well so that we see more movies like this. Uh Again, a friend of mine said that she cried when she saw this movie, and I I really understood why because Let's to see, see all these beautiful and and, and different, uh, it was a whole array of Asians on the screen and it's Asians, right. so it, it was. I I hope it does well, so I'm not so really sure.
2: so if it does even better at the box office, we can expect crazier, richer Asians. Oh
1: no, they already uh, there's three. There are three books.
2: Okay. Um, and the all three of them are now in the. Uh, production
1: and uh, no in top in the top um bestsellers uh, of, of bestsellers oh, for, for books right now and it's all because of this this movie and the so the sec the second one is already in development based upon the the reception here and so we'll
2: see another one all right filmmakers by the way came at the author and was they were like hey man we want to make this into a movie but can we change the rachel two character to a white woman is that
0: true
2: that's true and he was like nah be no nah
0: reggie ponder uh tell us about a film called dinner for two
2: right so uh dinner for two is
1: a, um a directed by a gentleman named orlando bishop and um i got a chance to interview him who actually will give us a little uh a little bit about what the film is about and when it will play
0: let's check it out hi i'm
1: reggie ponder the real critic i'm here with orlando bishop to talk about his new project dinner for two. Can you talk a little bit about why you wrote it and
3: what you were trying to accomplish here? Absolutely. So people ask me if it's autobiographical. It's not autobiographical, but it is deeply personal. And so I have gone through some things around that time in my life while I was writing it. I lost uh, my mom in March and my kids were born in May. So within six weeks, I had one of the lowest lows, one of the highest highs of my life. And so I really was dealing with this thing where I was dealing with both at the same time. And I have a friend who I was talking to at the time, and I told her, that, you know that color when you're painting, when you're a little kid and you're doing watercolors, you know that color that the water eventually gets to be that like grayish, brown, it, you know, indescribable, just massive color. I said, that's how I feel all the time. Wow. I said, that's how I feel all the time. So really this came from that. And as you, you know, as I wrote it, that's why there's a lot of the up and the down and the good and the bad as we're looking at the relationship between Chris and Angela, because it's all in there. So as much as I was feeling the highs of having the kids and thinking about all my good memories with my mom, I was also dealing with her loss and thinking about them and all that kind of stuff. So it really came from that place originally of me seeing that you can be going through all that at one time. Wow. So, 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 set the stage for us for sure. this one, because uh, again, we want we want them to check this one out. Set the stage. So we have Chris, and when we meet him, he's preparing a dinner uh, that 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 is uh, obviously very meaningful to him. He's putting a lot. He puts a lot of care and effort into the dinner. And his former wife Angela shows up, and he wants her back, and he says so. And so we have this opportunity as they're at, over this dinner that he's prepared. We have this opportunity to go back through their relationship and get a sense of how we got to this point um, between these two people that will obviously have something between them, uh, but are not together. So we wanna, we, we want to learn why. And I, I feel like relationships do have those ups and those downs, sometimes very complicated. People who we think, oh they'll be together forever, don't make it. Other people we see go through rocky times, make it forever. So I really wanted to get into some of that depth of relationships. Well, you gotta check it out on September the 2nd on- TV One? TV One. <laughs> we out. All right, y'all
0: oh yeah I love that thank you so much to uh, Reggie Ponder for bringing us that interview with the director of Dinner for Two that uh, that's coming out is that today that That drops today Orlando Bishop's new movie drops today September
1: 2nd on TV1 so hopefully uh, um, so that's Sunday I don't have the time that it'll play here in Chicago, but I'm hoping people will check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. I did see it. It was really interesting and it definitely kept my attention. Uh, and it's always great to see uh, new filmmakers uh, come out and, and do their thing. I know uh, Jesse was talking a little earlier about, did, did he get old when you start talking about music? <laughs> have we have we, have we we started to say we don't know what good music... I, I, I would say no. We know what good music is and then some, sometimes some of this stuff is just not good. It, it's it's not. And it's not different, it's not new. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really encouraged on the film end because we get some new filmmakers and, and get to see some new stuff. So I'm hoping people will check out his uh, his uh, his debut on uh, TV One.
0: Yeah, so you know we're at, a, we're at a real good point in time for black cinema. And I hope that this uh, is able to break through and find a, a real nice audience
1: yep, for itself. A- a- absolutely. So uh, the last movie I want to talk about is a movie called named Ken. Uh, comes K I N it comes out this 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 weekend. Um it's made by two brothers, uh, Jonathan Baker and and Josh Baker is made from a short that they did. And uh it, this is tough to describe in many ways because you try to give away a lot of spoilers. But anyway, uh Dennis Quaid uh has adopted a son uh, who's in high school, a black uh, a black uh uh kid and uh they He's a widow, and they're just trying to survive. Dennis Quaid is a disciplinarian, really, and and very upstanding moral guy. But his real son is coming back from prison, comes back from prison and causes him some problems because his real son is in debt for $60,000. And so he has to pay the people who protected him in jail. So eventually his son, this son who just came back from jail, goes to rob Dennis Quaid's office with the people who he owes money to. And uh some events happen where the two sons end up together on the run, running away from these uh um running away from these criminals, but also running away from some people who are a little bit more mysterious where because the 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 young the adopted son found a weapon that he's not supposed to have and so a lot of things unfold, and we kind of find out what happens along the way uh joy uh Zoe Kravitz is in it as well um this was interesting to me. Uh, this wasn't a fantastic movie, but it was interesting enough that I would say that this is a matinee movie. What interests me about it was I, I was interested in the relationship, and I was also interested in in the mystery about oh, why they're on the run for, or with this gun, who are the people who are chasing them, and what's going to happen next, and will some, will they reveal some of these things over time. It was interesting enough that I would think people should go see it. I'm giving this a two, two reels. Um... Uh, yeah I'm giving it two reels I think it has promise I, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and I see that my uh, critics have panned it uh, uh, totally so I want to put that out there for people as well because it's uh, at 37 on Rotten Tomatoes but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was uh, as terrible as, as my fellow critics do.
2: well there you go you have your marching orders go to the box office and contribute in any way you'd like for more info on Reggie he is the real critic on Twitter R-E-E-L E-E-L ReggiePonder.com com. Uh,